Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. This is Whistleblowers Daily, a brand new bite-sized show going out every weekday of the football season. Each episode will give you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each. I'm Mark Smith. No Martin Gritton today. He's off doing more important things. These are your football headlines for Tuesday, 16th of August. Darwin Nunes was sent off for a headbutt during Liverpool's one-all home draw with Crystal Palace last night. Nunes was shown the red card in the second half after the incident with Palace defender Joe Jim Anderson and will now, at the very least, miss the Man United game next Monday. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp said, Darwin knows he let his teammates down. I will leave him alone for a night and then talk to him tomorrow. Ominous. Eric Ten Hag appears to have changed his stance on Ronaldo's transfer status. It is thought the Manchester United manager has decided that he would now be open to selling the Portugal striker as a result of his poor attitude around the club. According to the Times, however, there are doubts that any transfer would be sanctioned by the Glazer family. Wolves have agreed a club record deal with Sporting Lisbon for midfielder Mateus Nunes. The fee is thought to be around £42 million. And finally, new Aston Villa centre-back Diego Carlos has been potentially ruled out until the new year after rupturing his Achilles. Carlos joined the club from Sevilla for £36 million in July. Those are your headlines. Now then, let's start then with the uh, Darwin Nunes red card last night. Here's comedian and broadcaster and Liverpool fan, Jarlath Regan, to talk us through Darwin Nunes and the sort of character he thinks he might be. To me, this Darwin Nunes fella is a bit like the new kid in school, with a bit of a dark rep from his old school. Shows up, you know, a couple of days, puts up the hand, answers a few questions right. People are like, oh, this guy's, uh, this guy's pretty good. He seems to be pretty smart. A couple of days goes by and he's kind of not too sure if he likes that reputation. He's building his own little identity for himself. New school, new school bag, all the rest of it. So he decides, I'm going to pop the uh, school bully in the nose on the playground. And they come down him like a ton of bricks because it's the first day. And it's like, we can't have the, we can't have the new students not understanding the discipline here. And uh, he's paying the price. So now he's sitting outside the principal's office and uh, really mulling over who it is he wants to be. And I'd imagine that he'll get a serious dressing down from the head teacher, Jürgen, about uh, the, sta- the, the standards that we expect in the, uh, I don't know, he went Dutch there, uh, from our, our players. T- bit of a storm in a teacup, if you ask me. I think that uh, in the space of the next two weeks, we'll know exactly who this guy is. And a little bit of fire is no harm. Let's be honest. This Liverpool team isn't known for um, breaking necks and taking names. They're a bit uh, tippy-toey. I don't mind a bit of bite. Maybe that's just because Roy Keane has formed my opinion of football for the last 20 years of my life. That was Jarlath Regan there talking about Darwin Nunes. Um, I've got to say, I agree with uh, with a lot of that. I think Liverpool could do with some fire in there. Um, maybe they have been a bit too nice over the last few years, and this is something to really rile them up. Uh, having said that, Churchill Anderson didn't do that much to wind him up, and I'm thinking there'll be some other centre-backs in the division looking over at that and thinking, yeah, we can get to this guy. We can get to this guy pretty comfortably. So let's wait and see. Also, Jarlath didn't mention this. 
his overall play wasn't very good last night. His finishing was all over the place. I know he's still quite young. I know it's a high-pressure environment in your first game in front of Anfield. Um, but yeah, not great. I'm sure it'll get better. Let's see. The second headline, though, Eric Ten Hag and Ronaldo. Uh, this, to me, looks like a bit of a bloodbath at United. I mean, we've said this for a, a while already. It's It's not been a good season, uh, or at least start to the season for United. It's not been good since Ronaldo said he wanted to leave, what's that, five weeks ago, six weeks ago. Um, the problem they've got is, uh, as the Times says in their article, that, that there are doubts that any transfer out of the club for Ronaldo would be sanctioned anyway. Because the Glazer family, they see him as too valuable a, a, a commodity from a commercial point of view. So you could find that United, in the next week or two before the transfer deadline, are stuck in a situation where you've got a player in Ronaldo who wants to leave the club, you've got a coach who wants him to leave the club, but you've got ownership that want to keep him there. And when we talk about mentality and, and dressing rooms and um, you know, togetherness of a squad, that gets you a long way. And, and this is a, a recipe for disaster. If, if Ronaldo is already unpopular and is already being a bit moody around the training ground, what's he going to be like when he's trapped? It's going it's to be a disaster. So, uh, I mean, we're sort of seeing every day uh, the, the fallout and the result of poor ownership. Um, and this is just another example of it. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this more over the coming days, so I'll leave that there for now. Elsewhere, though, Wolves have agreed a club record deal with Sporting Lisbon for Mateus Nunes. Now, I think this is a tremendous signing for Wolves. I really do. Uh, Mateus Nunes looks like a very... I've not seen that much. Look, I, I've got I've got a family to raise. I can't be watching Portuguese football as well as Premier League and Bundesliga and Serie A and La Liga. But from what I've seen, uh, two or three full games and obviously YouTube... <laughs> Mateus Nunes looks like a, a top quality player. It's a lot of money for Wolves. And I think it's worth raising a point here, which is we railed against the Super League. No one wanted it because it was anti-competition and it was it was completely elitist in terms of how there was no promotion and no relegation. But we also didn't like it because it seemed to just be showing that, that these are the elite clubs, no other league would matter. Well, actually, the Premier League is the Super League now, really. When you've got Wolves able to compete in the market at £42 million for a player, and look, this is no disrespect to Wolves, but Nunes, the fact that he's going to Wolves rather than any of the other big European sides, I'm sure would have been interested, but are just priced out of it. I'll give you a statistic here just to underline what I'm saying. And again, no disrespect to Wolves, and this is no disrespect to Nottingham Forest coming up either. So the net spend of the 18 La Liga clubs not including Madrid or Barcelona. So the other 18, ex excluding Madrid and Barcelona, the net spend for all of them cumulatively is 4.7 million euros. Nottingham Forest's net spend, just Nottingham Forest's net spend this summer, so far, is 121 million euros. That is a staggering, staggering statistic. I thought this during the summer when, when we saw the likes of Boubacar Kamara go to Aston Villa on a free transfer. There were other clubs interested. He was at Marseille, a club that had been very competitive in France last year. And when he, when the star player of Marseille leaves and goes to a mid mid table Premier League side, you realise, ah, oh, right, yeah, this is this could be a problem. It's not a problem for us because we we love the Premier League and we're, we're based here. But but actually, it looks as though in terms of recruitment, this is still the place people want to come to. 
and I think it's great for us, but I'm not sure it's good for competition across Europe. We'll wait and see. I know that sounds a bit hypocritical because, you know, we don't even, we're not even home to the Champions League current holders at the moment. That's Real Madrid, fine. But more broadly, I think there's an issue here and it's worth something. It's worth keeping an eye on these sorts of things. But anyway, good signing for Wolves. I uh, look forward to seeing him play. Uh, and finally, mentioned them a second ago, Aston Villa, their new uh, centre-back, Diego Carlos. Out until at least the new year, we think, uh, rupturing his Achilles. Uh, be interesting to see who steps in there. Looks like Konza will come in. Obviously, we've had all the We've had all the storyline of Tyrone Mings over the last few weeks, stripped of the captaincy. He came back in at the weekend um, against Everton, looked pretty good. And it looks now, I would imagine, with uh, Diego Carlos uh, out for a while, Consa will come back in and you'll see a similar back four to what we saw last last year at, uh, at Villa Park. Uh, maybe Villa will go in for a loan signing as well to cover themselves there, but uh, let's wait and see. Right, anyway... And that's it for the episode today. We'll be back same time tomorrow. Maybe Grits will be with us. Maybe he won't. But either way, have a good day. See you tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.